Hey Jeff. Hey Jeff. Welcome to Hey Jeff, a podcast about international travel. Danielle, <laughs> let's just yes. let's just start off. What reason we took a break last week? You came to America for the first time yeah. in like three years, and what happened? I got COVID. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was infected. And I, you know, you don't have to do anything anymore. The world has collectively decided for probably worse that COVID is over and no one's even trying to take precautions anymore. People are getting vaxxed, which is good. We all want to get vaxxed. But like, I wore a mask in the airport and on the plane. My husband and I were the only people doing this. Okay. So like, I thought I'm good. Those are the most, you know, the airplane itself and the airport is probably the most intense place because you're going to get sick anyway from flying, even if you're just getting a cold. So I was like, great, we'll wear masks there. We'll be good to go. You got to bring the Lysol wipes. You got to wipe because the thing is they don't clean the planes. Right. You got to wipe down this air armrest. You got to wipe down Mm -hmm. the the table. You got to wipe down the touchscreen. And you need to bring gum. Gum. Because you're wearing a mask and you forgot because no one wears masks anymore. You forgot like, oh, my breath is a little gross. I got to fly. <laughs> I got to fly a little bit later this year and it's going to be peak like XBB yeah. season or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to be I'm I'm going to real America and people are going to yeah. be like, look at this communist. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is funny. I mean, we weren't the only only people. No. There were definitely other people wearing masks. But like you do feel like, wow, people are not worried anymore people do not care i i was i was literally in texas the day and i was flying back to la the day that like the weird like amy coney barrett woman somehow (laughs) decided that masks on planes aren't real like she's Mm -hmm. not even a real supreme court justice just some like weird like bug-eyed like 39 year old <laughs> judge in florida was just like master unconstitutional y'all and like yeah and i was in texas flying back to la the next day i'm like jesus christ and literally the next day i go to the airport and i was just like no we're not doing well, this shit anymore even even I um coming into mess. the states because it's as you said, it's international travel. Canada is a different country. So this we have true. to go through customs to go into the States. And we had to do like, we had to go through, a, um, we, oh yeah, it was because we couldn't check in online because I'm Canadian. My husband's American. It just like was weird. We weren't allowed to check in online. We had to do it in person. And when we went, I had to present my vax because I'm Canadian to get into the States. But my husband, American, didn't, they're, they're like, oh, back, it doesn't matter. Sir. <laughs> They're like, we don't need to see it. Thank you for supporting the troops. <laughs> yes. They were like, I was like, what? What if we didn't have it? It's like, and it doesn't proud matter. to be an American. <laughs> so it was very, it's just, that's, that's how things are now, I guess. That's how things are. Yeah. That being said, we had a wonderful time. Good. Is it, was it worth it? Maybe. Yeah. And now I have the antibodies. Yeah. So I'm good till, I'm good till New Year's. <laughs> I just got my bivalent like a week or two ago. So I'm like. I'm punching through the sun right now. Well, I was supposed to get it, but I couldn't go because I spike proteins. <laughs> this has been great, Pod. We have a lot to talk about. I know there's so much in pop. Two episodes to of Survivor, a 50-minute oh, no. episode of this podcast <laughs> where I exclusively called, called out Danielle out. on a number of things. Well, I was thinking about that. James today Corden's in the news. <laughs> Gotta hit that. Gotta hit that. <laughs> 
You know what? I feel comfortable in saying that of this podcast, um, I am the James Corden and you are the Keith McNally. You are calling me out. Who's you are Keith calling Mc... me. Oh, who's Keith the McNally? The restaurateur. Oh, okay. The oh, I, didn't know. I thought I was like owner. his band leader or something like that. No, you don't even know the details of the drama. I read it this morning. Well, well here's the thing. Well, should okay. we just start with this? Yes. I'm going to read a headline to you. <laughs> this is in Eater, Eater.com by Mona Holmes. James Corden also had a meltdown at a popular L.A. Italian restaurant, according to Try Guys Spouse. <laughs> <laughs> What a 2022 <laughs> paragraph. The Not editor the try at Eater was like, let's see if we can get like 4% of extra SEO juice out of the Try Guys. And we're like, all right. In like 2017, uh, someone who dated a Try Guys. <laughs> this is actually a horrifying story because it's LA based. So it means more to me. This what is not the main Corden story. This is a follow-up. I guess we'll say the main Corden story is that Corden went to a restaurant. Enemy of the podcast, James Corden. <laughs> who we have been saying is evil for a number of He's years. He's the next Ellen. We need Dakota Johnson to go on his show yeah. and stare oh. him down the way she did Ellen and break him in that moment. What? Don't you remember when Dakota Johnson went on Ellen's show and, like, and Ellen was joking around and Dakota Johnson was like, that's not true, Ellen. And like, <laughs> stood up to her. her. No. So James Corden goes to a restaurant in New York and I guess on separate occasions at this restaurant, once he found a hair in his, in his food and he got really, he got really angry about it. And yelled at berated the staff. Okay. Yeah. Slightly understandable. Honestly, I mean, yes. <laughs> not not understandable to berate people. No, berating be, is not. Understandable to be upset. But here's the thing. Be like, yo, take it back. There's a hair in here. Also, I'm everyone's got hair. I don't if I find a hair, whatever. I find a hair, one hair, and I'm like, all right, this is a mistake. More than one, which has happened. I'm Two like, hairs? you guys oh. need, I would have pulled a cordon because I read that he was like, there's a hair in here, comp my drinks. That's what I would have said, suggested it was, too. <laughs> it was a hair and it was comp my drinks, also comp all my previous drinks. <laughs> I think it's good service. If someone finds a couple hairs to say, I'm so sorry about this, let us get you a dessert. Let us... Let us comp you a round of drinks. I think that's what they should do. It's obviously not the but server's de fault. Demanding, <laughs> demanding it. Yeah, no, you can't demand. You have to like cheekily be like, you know what I'm making this, wash this hair right down. Your finest Negroni Spagliato. Oh my God, no, I'm done with that one. And okay, that's one thing. There's a way to handle it. There's a way to handle it courteously. Yeah. There's a way to go to the manager and be like, yo, I'm I'm pretty upset here. My my wife is gonna vomit. She's <laughs> terrified of hair and food. Whatever. Okay, then the next time 
his wife orders an egg yolk omelet. Yeah. Egg yolk omelet, which I imagine is – I don't know if she's like bulking up because most <laughs> people are going egg whites. They're like, no yolk. Don't give me yolk. I'm trying to slim down. Mrs. Corden, she's going on the – she's going on Amazing Race. She's doing the Iron, Iron Woman competition. So there was egg white in her egg yolk omelet. <laughs> But how can you tell? I don't understand how they could tell. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Because this this is entering crazy town. This is entering crazy town of like, oh my God, your omelet is like, there's like a fucking drop of egg whites in your yolks only omelet. First of all, like how many eggs did you ruin? I mean, I guess maybe they're saving it because some, some other fool is going to ask, ask for a egg white omelet later. Right. And he goes nuts. He goes nuts on it. He, he says, I should, maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. <laughs> and then the, the owner of the restaurant goes on IG and is like, details these two incidents and is like, banned. Corden is banned. He hand. He handled it really poorly. He was screaming at people, screaming at the waiter, screaming at the maitre d', screaming at the 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 manager. And then I guess like Corden calls and apologizes or whatever, and like they're like, okay, you can come back. But the crazy thing is then Corden's like PR people somehow arranged the fluffiest fluff piece possible <laughs> with. The New York, the lying New York Times, <laughs> the failing New York Times, and literally the first like paragraph is like the writer is out to breakfast with Corden, and another. First of all, this is one thousand percent. This has to be one hundred percent fake. While. They're at the restaurant. Another random woman at the restaurant complains about her eggs. And Corden says, <laughs> kind of gestures to the writer and is like, see, this happens in every restaurant every day of the year. Everyone's mm -hmm. getting their eggs. You think she was a plant? I just I literally I mean, I just literally <laughs> think this is just completely made up. But this is the lead of the story. <laughs> So but he doesn't he, come across well in the New York Times story. No, he's like kind of – he's like, see, everyone yells, everyone's eggs are wrong. We have an egg problem in America. This is all cancel culture gone wrong. <laughs> and he kind of yeah. just blames it on like, see, are we going to cancel this random woman because she's unhappy about her eggs? About her eggs? So like – sounds like he's a giant piece of shit. And we were right. Oh, he Hashtag is. Hashtag we were right. He is. And I, that's why I'm sure our listeners are shocked that I, Danny, would say that I'm the James Corden of this podcast. But then what happened is Keith McNally, reminder, he owns these restaurants where James Corden was berating people. So he called him out. James Corden gives his little apology, calls him and apologizes profusely. Keith McNally says, OK, it's fine. You're welcome back in the restaurant anytime. James Corden gives the New York Times interview where he walks back the apology, essentially. Yeah. And it's like, it wasn't even a big deal. Yeah, it's all silly. Keith, <laughs> Keith McNally, the Brett, 
takes to Instagram again to say, you know what? <laughs> James Corden, you should take, <laughs> the post is so good. It's like, you should take inspiration from your fellow JC. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? And show a little more <laughs> compassion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it will shock all four of your fans to know how big of an asshole you are in your band again. <laughs> so he's revanned from the rest. Oh, of I didn't get that far. I stopped at the Try Guys. Banned. I stopped when no. the Try Guys got involved. <laughs> he's rebanned, and I just think that's very Brett to just constantly be calling me out <laughs> for things that, like, honestly, I'm not at fault for. <laughs> Why didn't you text me back after I said I watched <laughs> Titan? You know what's so funny is I was thinking about what my response to this was going to be. And I was like, you know what? I don't respond to texts that I get after 930. You know why? Because my phone is on airplane mode. <laughs> but wait, wait. I and thought I, I waited. Went, I thought I waited until the morning. I went and looked. I think it was at like 9 a.m. or something. <laughs> or it was at like 7 p.m. So I really didn't have that. That excuse wasn't going to fly, unfortunately. Okay. My response. Hold on. I'm pulling this, this up because out. I have I have this I have this line of thinking every time I text you every time I watch something watch a crazy trailer <laughs> see a weird meme or whatever I'm like do I and it's like 11 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. I think about this. Danielle, <laughs> you are James Corden. You're 86th again. Tuesday, October 4th, 8.59 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, it was like. Titan, all caps. <laughs> That's what I sent you. All right. Well, then here's my other rebuttal. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Said so just Titan, all caps. It's me what starting I, a conversation. You tell me to say, hey, you should watch this movie. It's fucked up and crazy. I know, but I, listen. And that was me being Titan like, yo, I saw this movie. Ago. I'm hyped about it. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I watched Titan a month ago. You finally get on the level and watch it. You think, I, I can't have me come. I can't be having conversations about Titan anymore. I've moved on. So <laughs> I could have sent you a cursory thumbs up emoji is what I could have done. But instead, you could have been I like, whoa, you could have sent me a car <laughs> emoji and a baby emoji. You could have been like, whoa, how about all the parts where like they were dancing? And it was like, I know. didn't you love it? It was great, right? <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's a very memorable film. Yeah. yeah. So you called me out for that. And then you call me out for something else. I don't remember. This was weeks ago. All right. Well, I think we're. I think it's safe to say we're on equal ground now. Okay. And you forgive me. You you can come back to Balthazar. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, um, just briefly back to Court, and we'll move on to finish yeah. out the story. He well, goes to Little Dom's. Thing. He goes to Little Dom's in L.A. Little Dom's. That's a good restaurant. That is like my hood. Right here. If it was like twenty, like twenty. 15 2016 Saturday night. Yeah. You go to Little Dom's. Yeah. You're going to see Brett in a booth. You're going to see John Hamm <laughs> in a booth like the other side of the restaurant. <laughs> You're going to see like some other celebs that like this is the hot spot. You know, you get the you get the fried rice balls, you get a bottle of red wine, you know, you get mm. a chicken parm. How yeah. dare James Corden behave that way at Little Dom's? Little Dom's is a sacred place. Wow. 
Well, it's because you don't need to tip at Little Dom's. I tip. No, that's good. But they say there's a 4% charge added to all checks to provide health insurance and raise the standards for non Well, maybe that's new. Oh, I haven't been to Dom's non-tips. a little bit. Never mind. You should be tipping. Never mind. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can tip at Little Dom's. Come on. So, anyways. Um, anyway, you heard it here first. Corden's <laughs> going to be the next Ellen. He's going to be... This is just... It's a leaked, leaky, leaky little faucet that's going to turn into a hurricane of all the stories about James Corden that are going to come out. Not to mention, he was the worst part in Cats. <laughs> that was disgusting. That was more <laughs> disgusting than Titan. <laughs> brutal, brutal film. Danielle, you know what? Should- I, will, I will extend an olive branch here and transition mm-hmm. the show. And I will transition the show to Survivor. And yeah. I will open by saying... Hashtag Brett was wrong. Mm-hmm. I planted a flag early in this season. And I said, she's lean. She's mean. She's got the eyes of Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay is going all the way. Right. She's, she's wizened. She's on the, on the older side. She knows how to be around people. She won't make some of the young people mistakes. She's yeah. she's physical. Um, boy, was I wrong. We don't have to spend too much time on this episode because it was like two weeks ago. But like, uh, Lindsay was Lindsay was great. The Marjorie Taylor Green of whatever island they're on, and uh, right, literally was like had an entire alliance behind her, and she was behaving so crazy, like literally just there on the the first tribal council for that tribe was so chaotic so untrustworthy of everyone her own alliance is like we just can't even deal with this like on the first eviction <laughs> i actually so, think goodbye i was I, I think she was a MacGuffin Lindsay. she wasn't the <laughs> true the- Lindsay of the season the true Lindsay of the season is cassidy cassidy yeah i'm, I'm yeah. definitely moving my i'm definitely taking what's left of my stock and, and buying it on cassidy mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the true Lindsay of the season. I was thinking that for this current, this most recent episode. All right, I told Brett, I have a little bit of a hot take about Survivor this season, so let me just give it. Is, I, I can't wait. None of these players have the X factor. This, I I get it. I believe it. Yeah. I I just don't see it for any of them. We're coming off, and I'm wondering if it's because we're coming off such a strong Big Brother season, and the past and a couple two strong seasons, su- Survivor seasons, a, yeah, a the handful past two of strong Survivor, Survivor seasons. seasons. Exactly, it's like have had such like bright shining stars, Marianne, um, Mister Mister Big Guy, <laughs> Michael, Jonathan. Mike, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan, just like these stars, you know. And then this cast is just—they're all fine. I think Cody's trying really hard, and I think Gabler's trying really hard. But like, Gabler's just trying. none of them have. Gabler's trying to like not vomit something. at every moment. <laughs> yeah, which I, makes me care a little less. I'm sort of like, oh, okay, Geo went home, eh, whatever. I'm not. I'm not like, oh, once they go home, I know that this show's gonna get real because they are such a huge part of the show. Like the. They, none of them have that factor. I uh, I mostly agree with you. I think it's a little bit too early to tell. I think mm-hmm. so far you are correct. Thank I'm you. not going to 
blanket say the rest of the season is done and there are no stars to emerge from this. We don't know how the rest, like they haven't even merged yet. Right. I do. I have, I do have three counter arguments to this. Wow. And their names are, <laughs> bless you, Sammy, you. Noel, and Carla. Mm-hmm. That's I it. I mean, Noel I, is amazing. Noel is amazing. Sammy is, Sammy is whatever. I don't know. I'm over his type. What? This is from I like Xander think, Superfan 23 over here? I know, but he's just, he's just kind of a little punk ass. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't, and not He's even good at challenges. A, he like understands the game and he's like, he's kind of mean and hilarious in the diary rooms. Yeah. Who was the other? Who was the third you said? Carla. Sammy Noel and who? Carla. Carla. Carla knows how to play Survivor. This is the kiss of death. They're just going to go like, I mean, we, this is how every season of Big Brother goes on this podcast where we're like, Michael's really good. Michael's good. (laughs) I don't see a way Michael's not getting through the double eviction. I know. We never know what the hell is going on. Yeah. So we're always, we're always wrong. I would say Noelle is the closest to like an iconic character this season, just because I've never, she's just such a like, she's like the Terminator. She's just, she's locked in. Um, I, I, I don't know. Something about Carla on the most recent episode. I'm like, she really knows what she's doing socially on mm-hmm. this, on here. And like, I always like the person who comes in and they're like, maybe not the, maybe not a physical threat at all. They kind of talk. Maybe they're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure of myself. I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. And, like, they're finding that within themselves as the show goes on. And, like, we're only, like, three or five episodes in or whatever, right? I just feel that happening with Carla already, you know? Yeah. I think she's she's still very under the radar for me, honestly. Like, when you said her name, I had to look at her picture. (laughs) (laughs) On (laughs) survivor.fandom.com? Yes. (laughs) My Bible for this. Do you know who is not an iconic? Well, maybe they're a reverse iconic character. Um, Dwight. Dwight? Who's Dwight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dwight, sure. Um, <laughs> Geo is bad at Survivor. Yeah. He, it was like, he was too, like, rubbing his hands together maniacally. Like, of course he had to go. He yeah. He thought he was playing a different game than he was. Thought I was playing the mole. Yeah. Oh, don't. We'll get there. We'll get. We'll get there. I haven't seen a minute <laughs> of it. Um, I kind of could tell with Geo from the first episode, like the first challenge, like they're standing there on the beach, and the first challenge, like they have to run into the woods and take out this, you know, pick up this box and stuff. Yeah. Who are these people? Cody. You know, all the guys. <laughs> they're like Jesse. Owen, yeah. Ryan, these guys are fucking sprinting. They're hoofing it. They got the box on their back. And she was kind of just like lollygagging it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my my boy. My, my, my sweet, beautiful boy. And there was just also a lot of like hubris, like just completely unnecessary hubris. Um, yeah. Just like not really understanding the social dynamics of the tribe, not really understanding but also being like really confident about it. And you know, it was going to be a rough episode for 
Ryan and Geo where they do the thing and it's like it's the typical moment right after the immunity challenge and they basically say who's not going home because right. the immunity challenge happens blue team loses and cuts to Ryan you know talking by himself on the beach and he's like what is it Cassidy 100% going home and I'm like okay <laughs> this is not good <laughs> this is not good yeah. and uh and then Geo later in the episodes, like he gets the the advantage. He's like, I'm definitely not going home tonight. Now, it's like oh, this is the this is worse than the Hey Julie kiss of death. This is like <laughs> self inflicted kiss of death. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I was actually kind of like interested to see if like maybe they were going to flip on Ryan or whatever. And then Cassidy, it was the same thing. With Cassidy, was kind of turning into Lindsay for a second there. Like, oh my god. Carla and uh, James are like, oh, my God, we have to vote her out. But um, I think everything played out the right way. Yeah, I think so, too. Good luck to Gio and his life. Um, What do you think about, because this is the third episode in a row where we've watched people have to get beads. (laughs) I'm done with the beads. (laughs) I was like, on a different show, I actually think they should do this for Big Brother. Like on a different show where you're watching them have to do something sneaky, like just a little mini challenge where in real time you're watching them have to try to get someone to do something a little weird, but like watching them use their social game to get what they need, which in this case is beads, is kind of interesting. But on Survivor, I just feel like, especially that they've done it three times in a row, it's like enough already. Yeah, that's the thing about like, you know what? Throw that challenge in, throw that advantage in when they're merged. Mm, yeah. Don't make me have to watch it three separate times. I guess it was like surprisingly easy to do three times. Big Brother kind of does this every once in a while. They did like the Team America thing with like Donnie and Frankie and shit. Like, and they had to do kind of weird challenges like that. That was yeah, like seven exactly. years ago. Yeah. Big Brother Canada 10. Nine? Whatever the most recent ten. season was. It was 10. Yeah. 10. They had a good one. Former, I mean, if you just list the resume items, Hey Julie Guest 1, Big Brother <laughs> Canada winner 2, Kevin Jacobs. He had a great one on that show where they had to, he had, he got one, like a beware advantage sort of thing on Big Brother. And he had to effectively convince everyone that he was self-evicting from the game. Right. I know most people who listen to this, like, don't watch BB Canada. It was great. (laughs) It was a great episode. And people were, people were sobbing. Josh was like sobbing. Big Kevin, no. (laughs) And like did this whole thing and the doors opened up and it was like, it was, uh, it was great. Like Canada, of course, safe Canada. No COVID there. They can pull off the, the well, twist. Well, they have it now. Danny yeah, brought it back it. from yeah. America. <laughs> um, well, it. here's the thing. This is actually a good segue into the mole. Okay. But we, um, is there more to talk about on Survivor? No. Because that's sort of like what the mole is. It's like one person's whole life is meant to screw everyone else. <laughs> one person's whole. And you just... So the way did you ever watch the mole when it was on? I watched the original. I watched the OG season of the mole, and I really liked right. it. But I haven't. Right. Anderson Cooper, like I, 
I had so I haven't seen the new one at all, but according to our fan base, everyone wants to hear about that and not about whatever the hell we talk about. <laughs> so the mole was a COVID watch for me. It's great because like there were all, almost all the episodes. There's one left that I haven't seen. So I actually don't know who the mole is yet because mm-hmm. the most recent episode is what reveals the mole. The way I don't remember it being like this, but the way they do it is there's this group of people. We, the audience, also do not know yeah. who the mole is, but one of them is the mole. I thought that they get to like band together and say, it's clearly Brett is the mole. Let's all vote him out. They don't get to do that <laughs> because clearly it's too much of a liability if they were right. Yeah. And the whole show, which looks like it costs a good amount, like it's not a cheap show to produce with all these really fun challenges and it's in Australia and they get to stay at fun hotels and stuff. It's not cheap to produce. So they can't have the liability of the mole getting like actually caught. Yeah. But I found that a little frustrating. So what they actually do is they all take a test at the end of every episode where they have to, they're asked these questions like, is the mole married? Is the mole like, wearing red shoes <laughs> and it's like the the person who gets the least amount of those questions right they're the ones who get kicked off how did they do it on the og one i don't know i don't remember i always thought it was like you got you like mafia remember yeah. playing mafia where you can just like convince people to kill someone mm, yeah i guess so i mean not really well, you, when I play Mafia, I convince, especially because usually I am the Mafia or I'm God. So I try to convince people like it's got I get everyone on my side and I kill off everyone. And I always kill off the detectives. I thought the mole was like that, where you can just like you as the team can kill someone off. But no, that's not how it works. But the mole is like immune for like I thought that was how it goes but the mole is immune from it like they're never going to kick out the mole exactly well that's the thing there's like the some mole, sort of rule where like if they actually vote out the mole like someone else leaves instead <laughs> that's what it should be but instead it's like they have to take it's very convoluted they all have to take this quiz and then they get a phone that flashes red or green if they're dead or alive but it's very frustrating it's good in that like you're on your toes. The whole time I was like, I would have no clue who the fuck the mole is. I have my theory. But they have it's very whoever you expect least. I remember the first season, it was like a very kind of unseeming, like middle-aged woman. Well, that's who my husband thought it was this season, but it wasn't her. She got out mm. like fourth. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought my, I'll say right now, I think it's Thor. It's this guy who looks like Thor. He's a big beefy dude. He's got kind of over the top personality. In the very first episode... Are they all Australian? No, or they're all American. just in Australia, okay. Or maybe some of them are Canadian, actually. But um, yeah, it's just in Australia. In the very first episode, he gets caught stealing a suitcase full of money. And he gets, like, outed to everyone. So everyone's like, oh, clearly this guy's the mole. But then it's revealed that, like, the producers gave him this special task and then they actually double their money. So everyone's like, oh, we like this guy. He's not the mole. He got us more money. And I'm like, he's he is the mole, actually. And the producers did that to throw us off the scent of this like oh, yeah, over the it was top. Too early, character. too early in the show. Yeah. yeah. So that's my theory. But it's 
honestly, very fun, the show. I would talk about these theories with you, but I've never, I haven't seen a second of it. So I, know, I believe you. It's a very fun show. Are the, there any mole questions in our things that like you want to yeah, answer have, for people? Yeah. Let me answer all the mole for my mole heads. While you pull that, my molies. While you pull that up, I just want to say, <laughs> or unless you're ready to go, I no, have, I have up, like a quick can. tangent. Please do. On reality TV. Survivor yeah. is out. Survivor ends the episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it immediately goes into the real love boat. <laughs> and I'm just watching the previously on and like the setup of it. Yeah. Do you know? Have you seen any? Have you seen one second of the real love boat? No, I've I only haven't. watched like the previously on for like episode two. It was crazy and bad. Do you know what the prize is for winning the real love boat? Twenty five thousand dollars. It's $50,000 and one other thing. A life jacket. A cruise. A trip on a cruise. (laughs) They're on a cruise. (laughs) They just went on a cruise. They're just going to be stuck at sea for the foreseeable future. They just went on a cruise. Don't (laughs) give them a cruise. Well, isn't it? Isn't it fair to say if they went on the first cruise, they're cruise people, so they want to go on another cruise? I think maybe. And, like, maybe they can, like, rekindle. Like, I I imagine, like, the winner is a couple, like, whatever couple survives. And maybe, like, they can go and be like, oh, this is where we met, and it will be the vibes of our first meeting or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a cruise person. But it's just, like, that's just crazy. It's like, I don't know, get him a trip like that's on fucking land. Get him a some helicopter shit. ride. Like yeah, I'm sure it's just because air. like I'm sure it's because they're partnered with like Carnival or whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, they'll throw in a comp cruise or whatever because they'll get so much free marketing out of it. So like I understand from a business perspective, but it's just funny that it's like not that much money and another fucking cruise. <laughs> <laughs> People do like cruises. We're not No. We're not among those. You know about the pineapple like thing? Pineapple princess? No, I don't know. What's the pineapple thing? So, like, I guess cruises are like for swingers and stuff. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And they put like a pineapple, like you buy just like a little discreet like magnet, like it's like a, you know, mm. just like you go to you go to like a store, you go to like an anthropology, you go to like yeah. a whatever, and there's like you know a pineapple shaped things you put that on your door like okay. next to your little peephole or next to the little the thing <laughs> and that means like party on come a knocking yeah my wife is gonna watch or my husband is <laughs> like gonna get involved with your wife or whatever i think that's great i'm not saying people- <laughs> i am i'm pro i'm pro two plus consenting adults doing whatever they want exactly I, I just didn't know. Like, I just didn't know if thrill, you knew about. It. Like, I just, I've, I just no, I found out know. about this. Like, I saw like a TikTok about this or whatever, and like someone just like literally walking down the hallway, and they're like pineapple, pine, just pointing out like every other room is wow. like. Maybe it was just like you know. A I sexy knew that when whatever, they but. when they do your room, like when housekeeping comes on a cruise, they fold your towels into sh- like cool shapes, like swans, and you better get that out of every hotel you're going to, or else it's not <laughs> worth it. But your fun fact is much more 
exciting. Speaking of exciting, sexy things. So I'm finding the comments. I do want to give a shout out to Morgan and Liam who really want us to see Don't Worry Darling. They offered to buy our tickets <laughs> that we need to see it in theaters. Well, I know I, streaming soon enough. I know we've missed the boat on that, but I will be renting it on streaming and then I will be sharing my thoughts. Don't you worry. Okay. Spears Charles, Charizard, said, hey, Jeff, Danny and Brett, y'all going to review the new season of The Mole. Well, there you go. We did it, Spears Charles. That was the review. That was from from a while ago. So I just wanted to make sure that they knew that we did it. Um, And then these are just a little old. So don't worry, we're getting to The Mole. Um, From Miles, we need a review of this when it's in theaters. And by this, Miles means the movie called Night Bitch. (laughs) about a thriller following a woman who is convinced she is turning into a dog. Oh, I will be seeing that. Don't you worry. It stars Amy Adams. Amy Adams will not stop until she gets that Oscar. Doesn't she have a bunch already? No, she has a bunch of nominations. Chastain, I guess, (laughs) has taken her. Yeah, Chastain, which speaking of, Etolinator says, I'm still waiting on the Molly's Game rewatch pod. <laughs> Didn't we do a full, like, actual Molly's Game we, podcast? We must have done it, like, years ago. We could do it again. I uh, don't like that movie, but I, if I don't like something, I usually have a lot to say about it. Uh, Amy Adams is so, over on Academy Awards. Yeah. 2006, Junebug, lost. 2009, Doubt, lost. 2011, The Fighter, lost. 2013, The Master, lost. 2014, American Hustle, lost. 2019, I hated that movie. Vice, lost. She's like, who do I have to work with? She's working with every like Oscar fancy yeah, director. David there O. Is. Russell. <laughs> yeah. P.T. Anderson, Adam McKay. Who was The Fighter? Who, uh, who also, David that? O. Russell. Not you, not you, and not you. (laughs) Wow, that is not a David O. Russell movie to me. Okay. Minnie Cthulhu wanted to know who is the mole. I need a prediction now before the last episodes drop. Okay, I gave my prediction. I think it's Thor. Um, There's like a lot of... Here's the good thing about the mole is that like they cast a couple really good people and then a couple really bad people where you're like, they have to be the mole because they're so bad at this. But it turns out they're actually just bad at it and they get like, they get evicted or whatever. And you're like, oh, it's, it's great casting. Um, okay. And then Minnie Cthulhu said, after I said, I thought it was more, they, Thor, they said that would be hilarious because he's probably owned more for the pot than anyone else. But the rest of the team is trying so hard to be the mole that he's just struggling to keep them on track. But that's why I think he is the mole because he is reverse psychologying us all. Um, and then Coma Joan. Oh, this is about the Watcher. I also watched the Watcher. You had a lot of time. You've had a lot of spare time lately. Coma Joan said the Watcher. More like the not watching. The dumb waiter isn't the only thing that's dumb about this show. My opinion actually isn't that strong. I just couldn't get into it. Okay, I had the exact opposite reaction to The Watcher because I remember reading this article. It's based I on remember the magazine story article. as well. It was like 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah, it was a while ago. And it was like just kind of an eerie story because nothing that dramatic actually happens no, in it. Yeah. But this is a Ryan Murphy show. So like within the first 20 minutes, 
you're like, oh, this person's probably keeping the other person in the basement and they're part of a cult. And like, it's just so extreme already. But I loved it. It's a great cast. Bobby Cannavale looks like Jerry Seinfeld in the Kith ads. (laughs) I have a hot take, actually, Danielle. Yes. I am not going to the Cannavale Carnivale. <laughs> I think Bobby Carnivale is a very obnoxious actor. But do, don't you think that's part of it? That's like his thing. No, he's just like, I don't know. I just think he's very showy. I just like see all the moves. I just like, mm. I just don't find him to be very natural. Like, yeah, I understand why he's popular. He's like, like as a as a kind of just like an archetypal body and character and the way he carries himself, it's like, yeah, of course, casting directors and directors and writers and stuff love him. But yeah. I just it feels he doesn't feel very he doesn't feel very natural to me. He kind of feels like he feels just like the jock doing the biggest performance ever in like the high school yeah. play. And it's just like it just I see the strings. I see the wheels turning with it. And I'm just like, this guy's obnoxious. He's Bobby Cant of all a much you. better, much better. <laughs> Props to Coma oh, Joan for hitting it. us. Like, right. This is like exactly <laughs> the type of tweet we want. The watcher more like not watching. <laughs> Liz Tomps says mole deserves 10 seasons. The mole the more game- like swole because Thor is so hot <laughs> and muscular. She says the gameplay editing double bluffing. I want more. Yeah, I thought I really thought it was actually very good. Um, she wants cross season analysis. Yeah, I I agree. We need to see like a full flashback episode of everything the mole did. If that doesn't happen, I'm gonna be very upset. Richard Allen Templeman said, "Fat phobic T Swift." <laughs> I, I want to talk about this. The mole, we need a better saboteur next time. Leah Michelle may be a meanie, but she's so good and funny, girl. These are my thoughts. Um, thank you, because I always ask for thoughts and questions. Sometimes people just have like pop culture opinions. They need to get off their chest. And we're here for you to hear these things. But here's the thing about Leah Michelle. No one ever doubted that she was going to make a great funny girl. That was never a question. But if you're someone else who was in the cast of Glee, who she terrorized for years and you see all the accolades she gets. Aren't you just burning a little bit? When will Leah Michelle get her comeuppance? Leave Leah alone. (laughs) I watched, you know what? Leah doesn't. All right. I'll just say it. Like Leah doesn't seem like the chillest person in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would go to little doms with Leah. Like I'd see her across because it's just like, you know, this is the kind of circles I, I run in, you know? Sure. I did watch the Spring Awakening reunion documentary on HBO Max, where it's like literally just 90 minutes of her and Jonathan Groff holding each other and crying and talking about when they were teenagers. <laughs> but that's my kind of content. Spring Awakening. Yeah. yeah. You want to hear some good tunes? Mm. Fire up Spring Awakening. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Great musical. Uh, but yeah, she doesn't seem like that chill. Or whatever. So I understand. I understand Leah Michelle. Hey, especially with like Glee. Like I was certainly not into Glee, but like what she is a young Broadway actress. She's doing Broadway as a literal child. She's doing Spring Awakening. I think she's like still a minor when that goes on Broadway. Yeah. She's like sixteen or seventeen or whatever, and that is a huge hit. 
on TV all the time. Like, yeah, of course she'll go on Glee and stuff. And, you know, now she's like an adult woman or whatever. She's probably our age. But <laughs> what's the what point? I don't know. I'm just like ranting about here? Leah Michelle. <laughs> what is what is your point? Was there a question? You were like what that just boiled down to was Leah Michelle was young and now she's not. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, I, well, I just, what I'm saying is like, I'm not totally surprised. She's like, probably like a weird adult. Cause she was like, never had a childhood. She was like always on Broadway and on TV and stuff. So I was like, she's right. So she's not well adjusted. Yeah. She's she's like, yeah, she's, She's got her. She's got her child. She's got her husband. Leave Leo alone. She doesn't have a child. Yes, she does. I watched <laughs> the Spring Awakening reunion documentary. It's like the first she thing that happens. In it. And she's like, she's like, I did this musical when I was seventeen, and now I have a daughter of my own or some shit. I had no clue Leah Michelle was a mother. I had no clue. Are you sure? I watched the doc. <laughs> I am. She's like you. She's like your age with like a child. All she does is like say, as a mother. I had no clue. You don't do that, by the way. No, I don't. I cannot believe it. Wow. Okay. I'll take your word for it. But I really don't think she actually does have a baby. (laughs) All right. Agree (laughs) to disagree. Alternative facts. Um, wait, Brett, you had something to say about T-Swift and I think you need to talk about it because Burn the Disco Down Bailey also said, I wish you guys liked Taylor Swift so you could give your thoughts on her new album. I don't have anything to say about Taylor Swift as much as I have a question. What does okay. batphobic Taylor Swift mean? <laughs> so that is a really good question. Um, I it don't, must mean... I am an adult man yeah. who literally just... F- talked for five minutes about how I'm like super down with Spring Awakening and like I could talk about like <laughs> Leah Michelle's like Broadway <laughs> IBDB page. Uh-huh. I'm an adult man. I don't listen to Taylor <laughs> Swift. I don't like buy I don't it's not for it's not music for me. Okay. She's constantly I... like singing about like heartbreak or whatever. She's almost yeah. like a com- like one of these comedians whose like whole bit is like they're constantly angry or they're constantly depressed, and it's like you can't like you actually kind of can't have another act. She's almost like she's like locked into this act of like being unlucky in love, and I just want the the right romance. Nineteen eighty nine, homegirl's thirty four. Yeah, does she have a daughter? <laughs> no, isn't she single? No, she has a very serious boyfriend. Oh, okay. oh I, I didn't know. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I don't know anything about that. Long time. I don't know anything about that. I thought she was single because, like, every song is about like her being like heartbroken because some guy stole her scarf or some shit. I literally went on a date <laughs> where the girl. I went back to the girl's place and she threw on like the fourteen minute music video about the guy who took her scarf, and she's like, oh. "Isn't this powerful?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Wow. That's so funny because the fact that you had that reaction, she was probably like, that's a red flag. But the fact that she did that is kind of a red oh, flag. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I was already <laughs> in the apartment. Like, you know. <laughs> um, all right. First of all, I just want to clarify. Leah Michelle has a son named Ever. 
<laughs> she does have a son. I can't believe. So when this, she like writes a, a card for him, like a birthday card or like a present under yeah. the Christmas tree, I'll just say forever. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the point. Stupid. So I just want to clarify, Brett was right about that. She does have. I a did child. say daughter, but <laughs> the other thing. Okay, fat phobic Taylor Swift. Here's what happened. Taylor Swift released a music video or an album. She essentially released two albums because she released one and it had like seven songs on it. And she was like, you know what? Here are the B-sides I didn't think were good enough. She released those too. But apparently everyone likes the B-sides better. Anyway, she also released music videos to a company. And in the music video, she looks down at a scale and it says fat instead of saying a number. And people are not happy about this because this is a tweet. I'm going to read a tweet. It says, fat people don't need to have it reiterated yet again that it's everyone's worst nightmare to look like us. So um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I guess this is very hard to have an opinion on immediately. So I guess it. This is a music video about Taylor Swift's like own struggles. Seemingly body image said. issues. Yeah, body okay. image issues, it sounds like. And so I guess I because like let's be real, neither Brett and I have seen this music video or this part in this music video. So we aren't no. sure what it really is. But I guess she looks down at a scale and it says fat instead of saying a number. And so in her mind, she sees herself as fat. And whatever, what people are saying is that's fat phobic because you shouldn't be afraid of being fat is what I'm getting is the issue. Okay. Okay. How many people are actually upset about this? <laughs> that's like a great, great point. I mean, I, I, I think in, in the grand scheme of things, she is an artist. This is her way of expressing herself. I understand I, that. I understand the point of the. I understand the criticism. Yeah. Yeah. It's I not the worst. The like we shouldn't shame well. anyone for being fat. No, being fat agreed. is not like an like a disgusting bad thing. But no, a lot of people struggle of all sizes with body image issues. I struggle with them. Mm-hmm. I get on a fucking, I went to a, here we go. I went to a doctor this week. <laughs> you know, when you weigh yourself, Danielle, what do you do? I don't weigh myself. Well, you're better I than Even everyone. when I was here's pregnant. I, so Here's what. Well, but listen, here's what they do. When you're pregnant, they weigh you every doctor visit. I didn't look, well, I, but I told them, I told them, don't tell me unless there's a problem. Gotcha. And there never was, so I never knew. I don't know how much I, I weigh. struggle with it. I struggle with like. I just want to be healthy. I just want to be healthy. And I'm not saying like yeah. it's bad to be fat. Whatever. Like I completely understand the people who are like, that's really offensive to me. At the same time, this is, I can't believe I'm defending fucking Taylor Swift. If she's like <laughs> really, if she really doesn't feel good about her appearance and this is like her kind of communicating that and showing it artistically that even though she's a beautiful young woman, she looks in the mirror and she feels that she's like unattractive in some way. And she wants to communicate that through song and visual. Like, I don't know. That seems somewhat equally valid for her to do. Well, that's why I'm saying that she's an artist. Okay. Okay. I need to do a fucking rant about science. Okay. Line New York Times right here. 
<laughs> I wait. I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. They're weighing themselves in the morning. Maybe they'd like to shave off 20 pounds or whatever. Pandemic, you know, they want to be healthier. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not trying to look like yeah. Chris. A uh, Chris. Thor. Prime. Yeah. Any Chris. Yeah. yeah. I just want to be healthier. You know, just want to fit in my pants better. You know, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. I weigh myself. It's like first thing in the morning. I make sure I don't. I don't, I don't even have like a glass of water. I make sure I've expelled. You know what's going on oh in my, my bladder. I make sure I, and it's like I'm standing there completely naked on the scale. I'm like I gotta I gotta know how much my body weighs, not how much my body plus my clothes weigh or what. I gotta know sure what the yeah. leanest version of like that's my weight is how much I am. And I go to a doctor's office this week. And this is a scientist. This is a scientist who I pay money <laughs> to like understand the statistics of my body and understand what's going yeah. on and, and like make a recommendation based on that. And they're like, step on the scale. And I'm like, Oh, you want me to like take off my shoes and my iPhone and my wallet and my car keys? They're like, no. <laughs> like, but you're the, I do all this shit to get an accurate <laughs> weight of myself and you, an actual doctor is like, yeah, okay. So they stand on and they put a number down and it's like, that number is like, seven pounds higher than the real number. How is that helpful as a doctor? <laughs> well, were they concerned about it? Or were they like, we got to talk about this number? No, I don't know. No, we didn't talk about it, but like they were just doing it to weigh me for whatever. It's like, it might be helpful for you to make an accurate scientific conclusion, recommendation, prognosis, whatever. Well, there, if you actually knew how much I weighed, not how much, thank you, Biggie, not ha, thank how much, my body plus my iPhone 13 Pro plus my wallet plus my car keys way, plus my well, jeans I'm, plus my belt. I <laughs> I think you should take that as a, you should take a page out of old Ding Dong Danny's book and throw that scale away. That number it just proves that that number doesn't matter. I know that the number doesn't matter because it's not the right number. It's just <laughs> I just think it's crazy. I just think it's crazy that I care about the real number and I go to some like. No, because they know it doesn't matter. <laughs> they went to the Danny School of Science and Medicine where it's like, it doesn't matter. Like you said earlier, it doesn't matter what that number is. What matters is like, are your clothes fitting comfortably? Can you run a short distance? <laughs> no. At all? <laughs> Can you go up a flight of stairs? Like if all that is your blood sugar or your um, energy level good like that's what matters okay, but this, okay do you ever get like the cholesterol test or whatever where they're like don't eat come get the test come get your blood taken early in the morning don't eat because we got to know how much I your haven't. cholesterol actually is if you eat a bunch of fucking eggs before we take your blood <laughs> they're gonna be like oh well you're just dying yeah <laughs> so why do they not do that for weight that's my thing because if they, they said care. oh you gotta lose seven pounds i'll be like well easily i'll just yeah. not wear I lost seven pounds instantly <laughs> if you just actually weighed me correctly. Right. <laughs> These damn doctors. <laughs> oh, God. No wonder nobody trusts them things. anymore. They have other things on their plate, Brett. <sighs> Even though COVID is over. <laughs> yeah, they you were might the last still be worried one. about it. You were the last, you were the last COVID patient. Um, you know what? I can't say, I can't really fault Taylor for this. You know why? Because I get people are having a visceral reaction to the word fat. I think that's the problem is people don't like that word, which I understand. It's very harsh. People don't like it. People don't like being called I understand. it. I understand those people. 
I, I do too. But I also think that it's like, she's an artist. It's like, it's not a slur. It's a descriptor. And if she wants to use that to evoke the message that and evoke the feelings that she's having, then I kind of don't think it's my place to tell her, no, you're not allowed to use that word. I don't know. I don't want to tell people how to make their art. As long as it's not like, like I said, genuinely a slur or something disgusting, then I, I, and I can't can believe I'm like defending bad. her on this. But like, I'm <laughs> sure this is something that a lot of women feel. A lot of fucking men feel. Of all yeah, sizes, even way. the skinniest of people step on the thing and they're like, fuck, I feel like I feel so overweight, you know, and like I really mm-hmm. want to change that about myself. Like it feels like a relatively universal thing to feel in this time, right? Like yeah. are we just going to say that like – I mean we've made some I think positive adva- advancements in terms, in terms of like inclusion both – you know, racially and also body size wise. Like you look at a magazine, you look on commercials for clothes or perfume or whatever. And there's definitely a lot more people of all sorts of body sizes, all sorts of looks, all sorts of gender expressions, like much more than there were 10 years ago on any ad for the gap or ad for, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we celebrate that. We celebrate that. But still, we still live in a fucking like Western society where it's like, despite all those advancements and better things there, you still, every time you open up a magazine or turn on the TV, you're like, look at the hottest couple ever. Like, you right. know, and Jerry O'Connell, forget- you know, eating the McDonald's <laughs> or whatever. Fuck you, Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine Stamos. <laughs> She's in the entertainment industry where she is held to this standard. I remember I watched. You watched the Spring Awakening documentary. I watched Taylor Swift's documentary where she talked about like she, listen, she gained weight. That doesn't mean she was by any means fat. But when you gain weight as one of the most famous women in the world, I'm sure she did read somewhere someone calling her fat and she didn't like it. I I get the point of the fat phobic thing is like people are like, she shouldn't be afraid of being called fat. But I'm like, I'm sorry. If that's the way she feels, that's the way she feels. I can't believe I'm defending her. You know what's sick? <laughs> what was sick? What? I'm what? just an American. I'm just a red-blooded American man. I'm yeah. trying to watch my football game between <laughs> – this is a freak. This is a game for freaks. The New Orleans Saints and the Arizona Cardinals. Talk about two just disgusting freak teams who play weird <laughs> football and, like, everybody hates <laughs> each other on these teams. Amazon got the game on Thursday night, and they're like – this is and this is disgusting. They're like, yo, America, yo, Swifties, we got the new Taylor Swift drop. We're dropping a trailer for her new album, music video, whatever, in the middle of the third quarter of a of an Arizona New Orleans game on a Thursday night. And hmm. I had to watch an entire football game or most of a football game where it's like 20 minutes, we got we got that new Swift drop. It's happening. And it was just like, <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Like, only freaks are watching this game right now. NFL freaks and Swift freaks. And it was like, just the weirdest. And I and and I, I made my way to the Taylor Swift thing. And I literally turned it off after one sentence. Because <laughs> the first thing that happens, Taylor Swift's like, I want to thank Amazon. And it's like, I want to thank the <laughs> company. Uh I miss the Taylor Swift who would pick fights with Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah. 
And then and she now she's sucking to up to being like the, the biggest fan. Yeah, to Amazon Music or whatever. Yeah. To try and get five people oh. to download that. Guys, what a vast array of subjects we went through today. Thank you all so much for all of your questions and comments and thoughts. We appreciate them all. We love them all. I mean, there's still a lot, a lot to discuss. <laughs> I know, but, but I we're going to have to save it. Yeah, I <laughs> we're going to have to save it for next week. And there's a lot of good stuff coming out. You know, I'm going to rent bros now that it's on streaming. Ooh, I'm gonna, well, I know we got to give Billy some money. We got it. I'm sorry, yeah, Billy. I'm sorry to see in theaters. I'm sorry, but I'm also like streaming is where I'm going to watch this movie. I'm sorry. I'm not hiring a babysitter to go to the movies unless it's Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's just the reality of the situation for old Danny these days. Um, so I'm very excited to watch it. In the comfort of my home, as well as Don't Worry Darling, which is what our fans are demanding. Our we'll listeners, get there. I'm going to watch the hell out of that movie. Yeah, there's been so much. But now it's like actual good movie season. I want to see Tar. I want to see The I Triangle see of Sadness. I got to see that. <laughs> Ta- triangle of Sadness looks incredible. We love Ruben Ostland on this pod. We support a force majeure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. We, so we'll be back with all of those reviews that you guys are clamoring for our review of Tar. <laughs> all right. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. <laughs>